0: Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code G-S-P-P at OseaMalibu.com. Plus, you'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head to OseaMalibu.com and use code G-S-P-P for 10% off. Support for
1: this podcast and the following message come from Coriant.
0: Let's work, work Come on, Let's work, work Come on. Work. You can wish for it or Come you on. can work. work for it. You got to work for greatness less work, less work. If you ain't working, less work, less work. You should be working. Come on. Let's work. Welcome to Confessions of a Workaholic, where we share the untold success secrets of fearless female entrepreneurs who are obsessed with success. This is your girl, Corrielle, so excited to be back for another soul-snatching solo episode. This week, you know I got something to snatch your edges, make you check yourself, and hopefully inspire and encourage you to get that ass to work. If you happen to enjoy the show, please leave your girl a five-star review. Definitely appreciate all of your feedback, your DMs, your emails, your messages, letting me know that you are enjoying the show. All right. Also, got to remind you that this week, starting this week and from this week forward, I am going to be presenting spotlight interviews at the end of the traditional interview. So after today's show, make sure you stick around for a spotlight interview full of tips, tricks, and tools to help you start taking action towards your goals. Got to say that I'm super excited. I held off on recording an episode until today because I wanted my event to be over with so that I could tell y'all how it went. So blessed, so honored, so thrilled and excited to have hosted the very first event, Black Wednesday, last night, um, on behalf of my new nonprofit for the Culture Foundation. Well, it's not really new. I started it back in 2018, but with the way my schedule is set up, I have not honestly had time to start the programming and so i am so proud of myself for pushing past that year-long procrastination and i am just honored and excited about all that is to come with for the culture for the culture foundation advocates for all things black okay the mission of the for the culture foundation is to educate encourage and inspire children youth and young adults of color to foster family values through community-based events, embrace Black beauty, love, and marriage, create wealth through career development and entrepreneurship, and explore worldviews through world travel. And so last night, in partnership with WeWork, I presented Black Wednesday. The goal of Black Wednesday was all about building legacy and circulating knowledge. Y'all know the teacher inside of me. I just can't Help myself. And so, anytime I have the opportunity to be able to create a platform to teach, to share lessons, learn, and to really get the conversation going, I am just honored to be able to do that. I believe that the cure for the culture is the conversation. Okay. We got to start having these conversations that are really going to move the community forward. If you have been seeing the video clips, of the Revolt Summit, if you have been seeing the clips of the um, Lorenz Tate interview with the Breakfast Club, the conversations are starting, y'all. It's starting, but we have to get involved. We can't just sit back and watch other people talk. We have to start exchanging dialogue with one another. I cannot even begin to tell you how valuable just having an intelligent conversation, just having an intellectual conversation with someone can be. I mean, you can literally, in 20 minutes, you can learn years worth of knowledge, worth of lessons learned, worth of of mistakes made. You can learn all of that through conversation. And so I believe if we start to um, share as a community, if we start to share our lessons learned, if we start to exchange resources and help one another, that is the way that we are going to be able to move ourselves So last night was Black Wednesday. My guest speakers got a shout out. My bro, David Shands, Tommy Holt Jr. Um, David talked about relationship building. If you all don't know David, I'm sure you do. If you know me, you probably know David because I'm always telling y'all how bomb David is. Um, And David is also my co-coach. For the work squad. So, if you're part of my work squad, shout out to the squad. Um, Then you know that every single Monday we have goal setting calls uh, with David, and he is so bomb. One of the things that I love the most about him is he knows how to leverage his relationships. Okay. I am an introvert, like I've told you, I was going to say an introvert and I don't even know what that is, but I'm an introvert, like I've told you several times, but I've still managed to like fill my Rolodex with some pretty dope people. David is an extrovert. So imagine my Rolodex on steroids. Okay. And he's a man, which I just feel like it's just something different about being a man that you can just, I don't know, walk in anywhere, rub elbows, get, get in where you fit in type of thing. But he is not just like a social butterfly, okay? He's not just trying to have a bunch of friends. He has literally figured out how to leverage those relationships, how to create money um, and turn those friendships into business partnerships. And so last night, I really wanted him to talk about the power of relationships because I believe that we have to work as a community to move ourselves forward. We've spent too much time worrying about self, individuals, you know, going after our own personal goals. Now I feel like it's time to use what we've learned, use those resources that we've accumulated and start figuring out our community goals, start figuring out what our goals are as a group, as a people. Every other group of people from, you know, Asians to Hispanic, to Jewish, to um, Indian, all of these other groups of people, work together they practice what is called group economics where they are supporting one another and circulating their dollar in their community our dollar does not last in the black community but for like hours okay the dollar in the asian community lasts for like months at a time. That means that dollar does not leave their community. So when they go to the grocery store, they're going to an Asian grocery store. When they go to the cleaners, they're going to an Asian cleaners. When they go get, you know, their hair done, they're going to an Asian beauty salon. When they go to the doctor's office, they're going to an Asian doctor. They are circulating their money within their community. Black folks, and I mean Black, not, you know, my my, my Nigerians, not... The people from the motherland. I'm not talking about you know the people from the continent. Okay, I am talking about African Americans, people who are right here, black folks. Okay, we are the only people that don't practice group economics, and and you know we can we can have a whole nother episode on why that is, on why we are so lost in the sauce. It definitely goes back to um, you know slavery. We all have post traumatic slave syndrome. Okay, things that we are dealing with that we don't even know where it came from until it displays itself. So all of those things are, you know, real reasons why we are where we are, but we are going to have to be the answer. We are going to have to be our own solution to get ourselves out of this mess. So David talked last night about really understanding the value of, um, relationship building and not just networking, not just walking into the room and trying to give out as many business cards as you can, but in really knowing what you need so that your networking can be purposeful so that you know exactly what you're looking for before you walk in the door. So shout out to my bro, David, if you're not following him on Instagram, he is at sleep is for suckers. And it's the number four. You can also find him at David And then Tommy Holt Jr., who is a speaker, he's a coach, he's a real estate agent and investor. And last night he was talking to us about the real estate industry and how we really need to start changing the way we think about investing. A lot of times we sabotage ourselves with our own negative thinking, with our own lack mindset. We believe that we cannot have what we deserve to have and so we never get it. We never go out and start working on it because we don't think that it's ever gonna happen. And so last night he talked about the different ways that we can literally use group economics, getting together with the people that you're already connected to, to invest in, you know, real estate, to invest in these properties that can literally help you to leave a legacy, help you to build something. So whether or not, you know, you are interested in starting a business, I know that entrepreneurship is not for everyone. Okay. I get it. But multiple streams of income is. And so real estate is definitely one of those areas where I feel like we are kind of late, To the party, okay. We are just now, you know, trying to figure out what other people, other communities um, have known for years, the information that they've been circulating. And so I am super excited um, to have hosted the very first event there. This is definitely one of many. So if you missed out, don't be too mad. I mean, you should be a little mad, but don't be too mad because there will be more. Also, got a shout out to my sponsors, more productions, my black-owned photo booth. Make sure you are following my bro on Instagram at DJ L Cumacho. That is Dj E L C U M A C H O. And I'll make sure I drop his um info in the show notes. Not only does he have a photo booth, he does DJ services. He's located in Miami, but he operates all throughout Florida, Atlanta. And yes, he does travel. You know, we got again, group economics. So I'm always going to try to go with my black businesses. So if you hear me promoting people, you best believe it's a black business. Okay. So shout out to more productions. Definitely enjoy that photo booth. And then Pink Petals organics for providing our guests with some amazing goodies black wednesday all about building legacy and circulating knowledge um and and i'm super excited um to be able to present what i think is the cure for the culture and again that is the conversation so one of many amazing programs there are some great um exciting things that are coming down the pipeline really truly excited about being able to get in front of some hbcu students giving back um, and showing them the lessons learned. Y'all know. Well, I don't know if you know, but let me just speak for myself because I don't want to generalize. But when I graduated from college, when I got to Atlanta after finishing at Tennessee State, I felt like I had been duped. I felt like I don't know it was like a mild depression like going from living at a party which was college to like real world with real bills and like student loan debt and a little baby paycheck that you thought was going to be a big paycheck and like all of this stuff I was not prepared and so I really want to be able to get in front of these HBCU students specifically to talk to them about real world ish okay preparing for the real world after college, you know, leaving fantasy land can be very, very hard, especially, you know, with the with the market being like it is with jobs being like they are with student loan debt being like it is um, bringing in my girl, Sonia, who's the student loan doctor. Um, she's, you know, is an expert when it comes to student loans. And so bringing her in to talk to them about how to prepare before it's too late. So definitely excited to get in front of um, HBCU students, also sourcing scholarships for high school students. So helping high school students to be able to get into some of these HBCUs without going into debt. Um, I don't know about you, but I had a full scholarship in undergrad. I still managed to rack up $90,000 in loans from my master's program, but that's something that, you know, if someone would have warned me, I definitely would have listened. And so I feel like it's only right that I go back and share my lessons learned. Um, Black love vacations. So that is definitely what the culture needs, black love. So that is um, going to be one of the next things that I roll out. So stay tuned for information. If you are interested in joining me on a vacation, I got some health fair ideas, like, you name it, if it is supporting Black people, Black community, um, and moving the culture forward, I got it planned, okay? One question that everybody has been asking me, how can you support for the culture? I'm just getting all of my stuff together, y'all. So I literally, finally, within the last 60 days, got the website up and rolling. We've had the 501c3 since 2018, but I'm just now putting all the pieces of the puzzle together. So we got the website up and rolling. You can visit at wedoitfortheculture.org. That's wedoitfortheculture.org. Um, got all of that good stuff set up. If you are interested in making a um, not a tax-free donation, I'm sorry, um, you can send us a cash app. Any amount is appreciated. The cash app tag is FTC. FTC as in For the Culture Org. Um, And if you do happen to send a donation, what I need you to do after you send that donation is send me a DM at Coriel because I want to be able to provide you with a donation receipt. It is a tax deductible donation. So you can take this receipt that I give you to your accountant at the end of the year, and you can get credit for your donation um, on your taxes, definitely appreciate all of your support. And I am excited about all that's to come. Let me tell y'all what really inspired this whole thing though, okay? Because a couple years ago, when I think back on like my, um, my journey, just like what I've been doing over the, over the last few years and how my personal life and my personal beliefs really influenced my businesses. You know, when I was going through that abusive relationship and, you know, really out here struggling and single and trying to find myself, that's when I developed the Single Wives Club because I was personally going through that single wife stage where I, you know, knew I knew what I wanted what I deserved. I just didn't know how to set myself up for success in that way. And so I developed the Single Wives Club, which was a global support group for single women. Um, But as I just evolved, I have really become passionate about being a Black woman, okay? I'm not a feminist. I'm not out here fighting for women's rights. I'm all about Black rights. Because guess what? Before I was a woman, I was Black. Before my mother found out what type of child she was carrying, One thing she knew for sure was that that child was going to be a child of color. So I am a black person before I'm anything else. And so I feel so passionate about bringing the resources to my community um, and and making sure that all of my lessons learned, all of my mistakes, every single um, piece of wisdom that I have accumulated over the years goes back into the development and the evolution and the expansion of my own people. All right. And so when I saw Hidden Colors, I can't even tell you what year this was. Maybe it's probably been about three or four years. Um, So Hidden Colors, not Hidden Figures, not the NASA movie, but Hidden Colors. It's a five-part documentary series by Tariq Nasheed. And I must have saw the first one probably, I don't know, three or four years ago. And I thought I was woke before I saw Hidden Colors. But y'all. When I realized literally how much of our history has been hidden from us, how bad the system has tried to keep our royalty a secret, it just blew my mind. It made me feel like I need to go out here and fight. I need to fight somebody and not just fight somebody. I need to fight for my people. It, it opened up my eyes and really made me realize the brilliance in Black people, like the things that we have been able to overcome when everybody in the world is is plotting against us, we have been able to overcome. All of the amazing things that we've accomplished, our real true roots, you know, that people have worked hard and paid a lot of money to hide from us. When you start realizing that you are royalty, it just does something to you. It makes you feel like can't nobody tell you shit. Okay. And so when I saw Hidden Colors and I realized the beauty, the brilliance of my people, I felt like it was my duty. It is part of my purpose. To make sure that I'm bringing back resources to my people, not just out here trying to make money, not just out here trying to get a check, but really making sure that the things that I'm doing are serving my community in some way. And so we're about to get into um, this week's show, which is all about, you know, for the culture, of course, but I want to give you a little homework assignment. Google hidden colors, all right? Google it. There are five parts part five literally came out like a month ago and it was mind blown. Okay. It might even still be in some theaters. I went to see it locally here in Atlanta. Um, but just Google it. You have the the option to either watch online or I believe you can um, pay, you can order the, the DVD and they'll send you a physical copy. But this is a must See, and not because it's ent- entertaining, because it's going to piss you off. You are going to be big mad after you realize all of the things that have been hidden from us. All of, you know, the greatness that they want want us to believe is not within us. And so, I want to encourage you. I want to um, implore you to go study your history, like really realize that you are royalty, really realize that um, they're fighting so hard, you know, to work against us. They are doing everything in their power to imprison us because they know our power. They wouldn't be fighting so hard against us if, if we, you know, were nothing, if we had nothing, okay? You don't see anybody gentrifying trailer parts, do you? Nope. They're not gentrifying trailer parks. They're gentrifying our hoods, the hoods that we have invested in, that we have, you know, the the soil, the soil that is, is, is that they want to harvest is our soil. The same reason that they had the slaves breastfeeding their children. They want what we got. It's not by chance. You know, it's not for no reason that they fight so hard to keep us down and to hold us back. And so I want to encourage you to go watch Hidden Colors. You can pick, you know, one through five. You can start at one and work your way through five. But it's imperative. Watch it with someone you love. Have a conversation about it. Like, this is life-changing information. So that's that. All right, for the culture, y'all, I got a couple things that we need to talk about. Um, A few things that I really feel like you need to understand in order to be able to um, give back to the community in order to add value, in order to play your part, there's a couple things that you gotta understand, okay? Because it's gonna take a it's gonna take all of us, okay? It's gonna take all of us to get it done. This is not a you know Martin Luther King couldn't get it done by himself, okay. Malcolm X couldn't do it alone. It's going to take a community of people to be able to um, find the solution, all right. So, number one. First thing you got to realize, and I just mentioned this, is that our history has been hidden from us, okay? There are literally organizations, okay, systems that are in place to hide our brilliance, to hide our greatness, to make us feel like we are less than, to make us feel like we are the inferior people, okay? There are systems in place to make us think that we are not who we are the 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 best way to hold an entire group of people back is to hide their history to make them forget where they came from to make them feel like you know like they aren't royalty like we did not start this ish like we did not build this ish to make us forget the contribution that we've had okay so number 1 our history has been hidden you got to understand that and it's going to continue to be hidden unless you start doing the digging nobody is coming along you know, to to present this information to you. It's gonna take research and a lot of it is in the books. Now, luckily these days we have access to the good old internet. And so you literally have any information that you want at your fingertips, but it's going to take your initiative to get to it. So number one, you gotta understand that our history has been hidden and it's gonna take some work for you to start uncovering your greatness, but it's worth it. One great place to start is Hidden Colors. Second thing you got to understand is that it's going to take group economics for us to get to where we're going, okay? For us to really find the solution, it's going to take for us to work together. And I'm talking about circulating dollars, not just likes, not just, you know, posting your homegirl, but really spending money, okay? Really advocating for your people, looking for people in your community before you go out giving your money elsewhere. Okay, I will go above and beyond to shop with the black business. I will go out of my way. I will spend a little more money, okay, to invest back into my community, even if Amazon can get it to me in two days. Okay, even if Walmart got it for a little cheaper, I will go out of my way to invest with a black owned business because my goal is to circulate the black dollar. Nobody else is coming into our communities circulating their dollar. Okay, they're coming into our communities making their dollar. They're coming into our communities owning the liquor stores, owning the nail shops, owning the beauty supply stores, owning the chicken spots, owning the gas stations. Okay, but they're not circulating their dollars in those communities. They bring their lunch to work. Okay, they're not going out on their lunch break to eat at the mom and pop restaurant on the corner. They're bringing their home cooked meals from their house. And at that house, there's probably multiple families. Because they are investing, they're investing their time, they're investing their resources, and they are pooling their money so that not just one of them is going to be successful, but all of them will eventually become successful together by relying on one another, by exchanging resources. They understand the value of group economics, okay? So that's what it's going to take in order for us to get ahead. The third thing you got to realize is that in order to collaborate, in order for us to start working together, in order for networking, quote unquote, networking to work, you got to know who you are and what you need. So what do you have and what do you need? What are you bringing to the table? Because you can't just pull up a seat at the table and expect a plate. You have to bring something of value. So what do you have and what do you need? In order for you to make intentional connections, in order for you to establish intentional relationships, it's important for you to set intentions. So before you walk into the room, you should know what you need. And I promise you, just by setting an intention, you will stumble across the exact person that you are looking for. Just by sending out signals to the universe about what you need, you will attract and manifest just that. So, in order for this to be a meaningful collaboration, in order for us to work together as a community, there cannot be any leeches. We all have to be bringing something to the table. It doesn't have to be the same thing, it doesn't have to all be equal, but you have to bring something. You have to add value. You cannot just take. And then you have to know what you need. So again, what what is it that you want? What do you need to get from where you are right now to where you're trying to go? A lot of people want to complain that nobody's willing to help, nobody's willing to support. They don't know how to get started, but you might not know how to get started. You might not be getting the support that you're looking for because you really truly don't know what you need. So in order for this whole group economics thing to work, in order for you to be a value and an asset to this community, to the culture, You got to know what you have, so what you have to offer and what you need, what you bring into the potluck and what you need to take away. All right. And last but not least, for the culture to move forward, you have to understand that the magic is truly in your mindset. Okay. You have to believe that you were born to be great. You have to understand that you are a valuable part of the community, that each of us has something of value to offer. Even if what you show up with looks totally different from the person next to you, you have to believe first that you are meant to be in every room that you step into. You have to believe that you have something of value to offer. You have to let go of the need to compete, okay? Collaborations are the key to success. The African proverb is really real. You can go uh, fast alone, but you can go far together. So you can run by yourself, but you're not going to get very far. But when you go with a group, you can go so much further together. Because now, instead of relying on your own resources, instead of relying on your own money, instead of relying on your own audience, instead of relying on your own hands, right? On your own skill set, now you have a team. Now you have a community that you can lean on, that can add value. So forget competition. It starts. It's time to start collaborating. You also have to understand that, again, it's going to take a village, our village, not just any village, because I feel like we've spent a lot of time waiting for someone else's village to come and save us. Nobody is coming to save us. It's time for us to save ourselves. And I believe that the cure- for the culture, is having these conversations. So, so excited, so honored, so blessed, and so thankful for everyone who attended my very first Black Wednesday event. Definitely stay tuned. Be on the lookout for more events and ways that we can partner together. Make sure you visit us online. We do it for the culture.org. I love you. See you next week. hey guys so today's confession spotlight is with jasmine bowdry jasmine is the owner of shift style boutique which recently launched in macy's and she is affectionately known as the boutique teacher because she helps fashionpreneurs build successful boutiques of their own jasmine are you ready to confess yes Okay, so first of all, everybody already knows that I'm super excited to have you as a speaker this year at Work Pricely Weekend. You, of course, are teaching about starting your own online um, boutique, but I first want to talk about your own experience and kind of your background in the fashion industry. So how did you get your start in fashion?
2: For sure. Thank you for having me, first of all. So I got my start, my My degree is actually in fashion merchandising. So I took the kind of traditional corporate route. I um, moved to New York after graduating college and really wanted to work within the fashion space. So I felt like, you know, being in the fashion capital was the best way to do that. So I started off um, as an assistant at Saks Fifth Avenue and then working my way up to assistant buyer at the time. Um, at 5th Avenue and then Tiffany and Company and really trying to learn like the corporate side of retail. So really understanding um, more of the business side versus the creative side. So there was still some creative aspect in there when you were putting together mood boards and creating collections and, and pieces and fabrics and things like that. But I really wanted to understand the business side because I wanted to be a retail buyer, which was what my degree was in. As I um, kind of learned more, you know, more and more about buying, it's a lot of analysis, it's a lot of numbers. I wanted to get more of that creative side. So on the side of being a buyer, I used to be a celebrity fashion stylist assistant. So I would um, assist with, you know, tours and pulling wardrobe going to showrooms, um, doing video shoots, all of that because I wanted like that creative uh piece of the industry right so excuse me so I did that simultaneously until um the particular artist that I was working with was about to start shooting a movie and with just the time constraints of being on set all the time I had to make a decision if I wanted to still continue to be a buyer or if I wanted to kind of go the styling route so I left my corporate job and I did styling for like about a year. Um, Super cool. I mean, I'm on G5s, you know, with the crew, but it was extremely exhausting and I wasn't no spring chicken. So (laughs) after, um, you know, kind of some burnout, um, I really just wanted to figure out, you know, what was it that I wanted to do? And I went back and got my MBA and then eventually went back into buying. But about three and a half years ago, when I started Shift Style House, I um, wanted to get back into the fashion side. I had moved away from the um, fashion piece of buying and was more kind of like industry specific. So I was doing like consumer electronics and, you know, things that weren't that sexy. And I wanted to get back to that and really started to think, how can I merge all of this experience that I've had into my own? And that's when Shift Style House was born. So that was like the long version.
0: (laughs) No, I love it though, because it tells the complete story. You know, it's so easy to get caught up in, you know, seeing people on Instagram and, you know, people can go to your page right now and see that you're in Macy's and think, well, how did she get in Macy's? Like, where did she come from? This is an overnight success, not knowing the history, you know, and the years of building relationships, building your expertise, building up your skill set to be able to, you know, have the success that you are having now. So three years ago, you launched Shift Style House. What made you transition from just running your own boutique, your own successful boutique, to now wanting to help others start their own boutiques as well?
2: So when I started, even though, you know, I had all of this, you know, corporate background and experience in fashion, you know, running your own business is totally, totally different. And so when I started Shift, I thought I knew all the things. Like, I was like, oh, I know this. This is going to be super easy. Um, and it was not <laughs> at all. Like, I didn't know, you know, just just the importance of understanding your ideal customer, Um, you know, just the importance of putting together cohesive collections, none of that. So when I first started, um, I would say probably my first year, year and a half, it was just kind of like, just floating like, um, okay, we're going to try this. We're going to try this. There was no real strategy, um, and definitely no real like direction. And so I found myself trying to get help from different people. So buying this book, buying this course, you know, investing in in this coach, all doing all of the things that each one will tell you something different. Oh, you need to work on your email marketing. Oh, you need to work on your social media. Oh, you need to. And it was like, is there not one thing that just comes like in one package? Is there not just one place I can go to just get everything I need so I don't have to keep investing in all of these different things? And that's where the boutique teacher came from, because I found that there were many others like me who you know, had had aspirations of being boutique owners or were boutique owners, but they just didn't know where to get real strategies to actually implement and grow their business.
0: So for someone listening who may be like passionate about fashion, they may already have um, a business established or a boutique established. They may not be doing as well as they as they want to, but they have not been able to just have that big break yet. I know you can relate to the the frustration, you know, of having these big plans and thinking things are gonna go one way, and then. They totally don't so for the people listening who may be you know frustrated because they aren't making the sales they want or it's just not going how they envision what is your best advice i would
2: say go back to the basics so with the basic i w- basics i would say think about two things go back to your why because your why is what's always going to sustain you if you're the type of person that feels like you need cheerleaders and you need applause and accolades, then entrepreneurship is not for you. You have to know how to be your own cheerleader and understand your why, because your why is what will always be there and what will keep you going when all of those bad times come. That's the first thing. The second thing is understanding who your target is. Fashion is very personal and many people think that they can just go out and pick a bunch of cute clothes and think that everybody's going to come running to them and that is not the case. You really need to niche down on who you want to target and why you want to target them. So really understanding that person's lifestyle, what they do, what they like to wear, where they eat, what they drive, like all of all of the demographic all of the demographic aspects as well as The psychographics is important of understanding who your ideal customer is, and most people um, don't understand that. You know, when I talk to clients, they're like, "Oh, she's fashionable. She's 18 to 35, and she likes to be cute." Like, that's not an ideal customer. That 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 is a whole range of a bunch of different people because the lifestyle you're at when you're 18 is not the same lifestyle that you're at when you're 35. But if you're trying to dress this person as if that then you're not going to get sales because you're talking to totally different audiences. So those are my two key pieces of advice, knowing your why and understanding your ideal customer.
0: Okay, so this year at WorkPrice Slay, we are doing something that we've never done before. Y'all know I'm a teacher, right? I can't shake it, okay? So we are doing after school study hall sessions at WorkPrice Slay and Jasmine is presenting um, her session on building your online boutique. So Jasmine, I want to know, what is one thing that you want attendees who who come in and sit in on your workshop to walk away
2: I want the attendees who sit in my workshop to be able to take away actionable strategies that they can go implement in their boutique and I that's really um personal to me because I've been to so many events and it's great. You leave feeling like inspired and motivated and then you go home and you don't do anything. So I will be teaching actionable steps and strategies um, that I want the attendees to actually go home and implement into their business. So definitely come to workplace Slay, especially if you are a boutique owner to my session to really get these gems, because this is stuff that people pay for.
0: Hello, hello. No. <laughs> that people pay for. Are worth so much money. Very valuable. Um, because, like we said, you know, sitting in on a thirty-five or forty-five minute session with someone who has years of experience and a wealth of wisdom is is really truly priceless. So, I'm super excited about it. Me too. I, know I are excited, but if they don't want to wait until work late to connect with you, please let them know how they can find you online and connect with you on social media.
2: Yes, you can find me at Jasmine J-A-S-M-E-N-E, M-A-C-H-E, M-A-C-H-E. and on that page, um, links to every other page, or so links to the boutique teacher, links to uh, links to Shift Style House. So that's like the main hub for everything else.
0: Well, I'm excited. Y'all get excited. Make your plans to attend. Grab your pass at WorkPrayItSlay.com, and we will see you there. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer.